Hello and welcome to the Music Survival Guide, the independent musician's guide on how to survive in the music industry. My name's Phil, a mixing and mastering engineer. I hope you're doing well today. I am doing exceptionally well. The day I record this, and this will very much date when I recorded this, the day I record this, England have just beat Germany 2-0 in the Euros, and I don't normally follow football, but there's something about the Euros and there's something about the World Cup that I really like, and I don't really know why, I just do. So I'm feeling quite happy right now. I'm hoping that as this podcast goes out, I'll still feel happy about that, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. This week, I wanted to talk about demoing your music. So it's something that not every band does, but I think it's something that every band should at least entertain the idea of because it's worth doing. It's really worth your time, I think. There's several things that I want to talk about about demoing your music before you kind of go headlong into it. But really, it's worth talking about how you do it, but also more importantly, I think, why you do it, what it's for. So, firstly, one of the main reasons that you should go and do a demo is that it allows you to hammer out your ideas before going into the recording studio where you're spending money. It may have a day rate, whatever it is. If you spend time demoing in your home studio, then you can really work out if something is working or not. The nightmare scenario that you want to avoid is that you go into the studio the drums get fully set up, maybe you're recording a bit of guitar at the same time and you you finish recording of those and it sounds great and then you start to layer on a few bits and you immediately go, no, that doesn't work. We need to fundamentally change the arrangement of this song. But, but you've wasted a day or maybe even several days recording bits that you're no longer going to need and that's that's a waste of your money, let's be honest. So don't do that. Really try to avoid that and that is the purpose of demos. It allows you to work out how you want a song to go and it's very different trying that I think in a rehearsal room compared to trying that in a home studio scenario where you're maybe recording one instrument at a time it's really worth thinking about that that's a very different approach so I think that's probably the the king the king of reasons that's what I'm going to say is the king of reasons for why you should demo your music but it's not the only reason The second reason I've got here is it allows you to work out harmony lines on your vocals, extra drum fills, it allows you to work out extra guitar parts, things like that. The kind of stuff that's not in the meat of the song, but is really helpful to have so that when you're in the studio or when you're recording, if you suddenly go, we should have some harmony lines in this vocals, then your singer has spent time working out what they should be. You've had a bit of a chance to kind of sit with the track where you can listen to it and you've got those. So you can just pull them out of your pocket. You're not standing there sort of going, no, 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 you know, trying to find the right harmony lines. You've already got them. It's really, really important. I think that's true. And the same thing goes for guitar parts and other kind of assorted extra bits that you might want to add into the song, especially if you're going into the studio to spend money having this all sorted and thought about before you're there is really really important another reason why demoing your music can be amazing is for the drummer so if you're doing it in the way that a lot of bands do it nowadays where you track one instrument at a time the problem can be especially if you're like some heavy rock band something like that If they have either nothing to play along to other than a click track or maybe just a rhythm guitar, it won't feel the same to them for the drummer. 
they'll just hear this really kind of basic track um, or nothing at all and they won't have the right feel it won't quite feel the same to them and that will translate to the way it's recorded if you have a demo where say it's even just a guitar and a voice but it's got the excitement that's really going to help your drummer to lock in to get the right feel and to do that quickly so again it's a thing it's about saving you time it's really worth viewing it through that prism the final reason I've got, and this is a slightly strange one, for demoing your music is it's a bonus for your fans. So if you have set up a Patreon, if you're thinking about it, then demos of music, of albums and EPs and things that are going to be released in the future can be really great. That's a bonus bit of content that you're creating for your own benefit, but then your fans can listen to and enjoy. And that's really worth thinking about as a benefit that you may not immediately think about, but it's really, really important to consider that as a potential reason. Even if you're just throwing these things onto your social media, it's not behind some kind of paywall. Don't worry about it. It's really helpful things that you can use, maybe even to tease the next upcoming release. So after the break, we're going to move over to talk about how you're recording these demos. Welcome back. So it's really worth thinking about how you're going to go about demoing your music. Really, there are, at the end of the day, two approaches. You've got the kind of single mic in a room approach versus recording everything individually, one track at a time. So firstly, I'm going to talk about the single mic approach because this is the, the simplest, it's the easiest, and in many ways it's the most straightforward. So what you want to do is in a rehearsal room context, when you're all there, when you're all playing, you want to set up a mic or it could be one of those little handy Zoom recorders. I don't mean the conferencing software. I mean um, one of those little portable recorders or even your phone if it needs it, if you can. Uh, you just set that up in the middle of the room and then play the track as you normally would. It's going to be a bit kind of down and dirty. It's not going to be the cleanest and the smoothest recording you've ever heard, but it will get your ideas across. And really, that's all that matters. There's a, a weird psychological thing that happens when you're writing and when you're playing, is that what you end up focusing on, for obvious reasons, is your own part. And you don't think about everyone else's parts and the way the whole song uh, gels together. You don't think about that in quite the same way. It's really important to take that step back and to listen to the song in a context where you're not playing it. Now, obviously, when you go to the recording recording room and get a proper kind of track, that's going to really be that moment. But this is going to help you before you're there, before you're spending all that time to work out if your track is working, like I said before. So it allows you to take that step back, to listen to it in its kind of rough and ready format and go, is this working? It's really, really important to do that. Make sure you do that. If nothing else, demo music in this way. It's rough, it's ready, but it's simple and it will help you to refine your ideas. You'll listen to it and you'll go, there's stuff we need to change or there's not stuff we need to change, which is great. The more complicated approach is the kind of single instrument at a time way of doing things. Now, this can get very complicated very quickly. I would say don't. Remember, this is a demo. This is not the final product. It does not have to sound pristine and wonderful and complete. It just has to sound good enough that you can hear everything and evaluate if it's working or not. So I'm going to go through each instrument at a time and explain how you can or how you should consider recording that in a demo context. 
The first instrument you've got, obviously, is your drums, and it's probably what's going to be recorded first. There's two ways of doing this. You can do it digitally with uh, software and programs, or you can do it physically in a room. The physical in a room approach is probably going to be easier, but it's very easy to overcomplicate. If you want to do it this way, then all you want to do is you want to set up a little recording interface, set up, I would genuinely say, just one mic with the drum kit and capture the ideas, work out where it sounds best in the room and put it there and record. It's not going to sound brilliant. You're not going to get all the definition of the kick and the snap of the snare and everything, but it's enough. It's going to allow you to really evaluate what's happening. If you really, really want to add a kick drum mic, a snare drum mic and an overhead, but really I would, I would err away from that. Just a single mic on the drum kit will allow you to really capture the ideas and work out what you want. The other way is to go the kind of more electronic route to get some drum software like Easy Drummer or Superior Drummer and to map it out. And there's, again, two ways of doing that. You, If your drummer has an electronic drum kit, which gives out MIDI information, plug that in. You're good to go. It's going to be very quick that way. If you decide to do it where you sit there with a mouse or a, a MIDI keyboard and things like that and map it out that way, that's going to take you a long time. I would, I would err away from that if you can help it. It's going to be quicker to do it, either the kind of one mic in a room or electronic drum kit methods. Either of those will work really well for you. The second instrument to talk about is bass guitar. And I would say keep this simple because this is a demo. You don't want to overcomplicate it. Keep it as simple as you can. Take your bass and DI it straight in to your audio interface or to your mic preamp and record that. Simple as that. If the bassist has some preamp pedals that they really like using, sure, record that, capture the kind of the right tone and the right feel. But otherwise, capture a clean DI, maybe use an amp sim on your recording software of choice just to get a bit more of a kind of vibe to it. And you're done. It's genuinely as simple as that. Get them to lock in with the drums. Boom. Quick. Guitar. Guitar, again, like drums, you can do it digitally or you can do it physically. So you can do it physically, you can get that same mic that you're recording the drums with and just plonk it in front of your amp, wherever it sounds good. Again, it doesn't have to be pristine. It doesn't have to be the most world-beating, emotion-driven guitar tone you've ever heard. You just have to hear what you're playing. It's as simple as that. So whack it in front of your cab and record. The other way to do it is, again, same as the bass, DI straight in. It's much simpler for you if you can do it that way. Get an amp sim that will allow you to get the kind of feel that you're going for, and boom, you're done. You don't have to overcomplicate it. Just do it that way. That will allow you to record things very quickly and very easily and very simply. The final common instrument that you have to record is your vocals. So keep it simple. Once again, just a single mic in whatever rehearsal room, say, that, you, that you're in and record it that way. Any old mic will genuinely do. If you're recording, say you've got a, a, a condenser mic for your drums, use that. That would be great. Maybe use a pop shield if you've got one to go in front of a condenser. If you're using a dynamic mic like an SM57, that'll work great for you. Just get them to sing into that like they would live. You can do a lot in terms of mixing your demo if you've done it one instrument at a time in that, in that way. 
It also allows you to do the thing I was talking about earlier, where you can you can help your drummer by muting, say, just mute the drums, leave everything else running, and they'll be able to hear the song with the feel. If you're going to do that, bear in mind, you need to record to a click because you need to have that standardised tempo that the drummer in the studio can play to. But there we are. In terms of mixing your demo, if you've gone that multi-instrument route, there's two ways you can go down. I keep saying there's two ways you can go down, but there we are. There's two ways. Number one, you can mix it yourself. And this does not have to be, again, the most emotion-driven mix. A little bit of reverb on your vocals, a little bit of EQ just to kind of clear up anything that sounds a bit muddy or a bit kind of unclear and balancing really genuinely is all you need using the faders and making sure everything sounds about right compared to each other is going to do you wonders and that is 90% of mixing that's what I usually say to bands 90% of mixing is getting the right level of each instrument the other way you can do it is you can send your multi-tracks to myself or even your single mic recording to myself and I will then mix that or in the case of a single mic I'll clean up what's there so that you get the best possible presentation of your song to either establish whether you want to edit the song anymore or do any more work on it or if you're great and you just want to go straight into the studio with it and use it as a reference either way works great and if you want to talk to me about that, then go to the show notes of this episode and you'll find my email address in there. Drop me an email about that and we can chat about mixing your demo. I mix demos for free and I do that because they're not going to be released or they're going to be just re-released as bonus material because you're not going to there be there as a band kind of putting out this demo as your professional release. So I am absolutely comfortable doing it for free. If you want me to mix it, just drop me a message. So that is everything I have to say really about demoing your music if you're about to do it or if you're in the process of doing it good luck i hope it's going well for you so that is it for another episode of the music survival guide if you enjoyed it then please leave me a review wherever you listen to the podcast i really appreciate every single one of them please also share it with any friends and bandmates if you thought it was useful i really appreciate all of you so if you're interested there's a community on facebook called the music survival guide community hop over there for chats about music and band life with other musicians and industry people and i will see you next time <laughs>